welcome to the Kingdom Truth Podcast. On our podcast, we teach the good news of Jesus Christ and biblical principles that empower all people with real-life, timeless applications. I am your host, Bible teacher, Yolanda Tyler. Well, praise the name of the Lord, everybody. We are excited about God's word on this day. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word, for faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We pray for every listener that they will hear your word and receive your word. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to continue our sermon series titled, We Can Count on Jesus. I will be reading in your hearing from the New American Standard Version of the Bible, Hebrews chapter 7, verses 24 to 28. Jesus, on the other hand, because he continues forever, holds his priesthood permanently. Therefore, he is also able to save forever those who come to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. For it was fitting for us to have such a high priest, holy, innocent, undefiled, separated from sinners, and exalted above the heavens, who has no daily need, like those high priests, to offer up sacrifices, first for his own sins and then for the sins of the people. Because he did this once for all time when he offered up himself. For the law appoints men as high priests who are weak, but the word of the oath, which came after the law, appoints a son who has been made perfect forever. We learned from our previous lessons that we can count on Jesus. And our first biblical principle is Jesus is unchanging. Our second biblical principle is Jesus is saving. And our third principle is Jesus is praying. Let's continue. Verse 25 says, Therefore, he is also able to save forever those who come to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. One of the most powerful prayers that Jesus prayed is found in the book of St. Luke. The Bible says, Simon, Simon, Behold, Satan has demanded permission to sift all of you like wheat. But I have prayed that your own faith may not fail. And once you have turned back, you must strengthen your brothers. Satan wants to sift us like wheat, to rip us apart, to shake us up, to agitate us. And he wants to render us useless to the kingdom of God. Satan hates us. He hates all of God's creation. But thank God, he has to get permission from the Lord to do anything. He hates the fact that we love God, that we believe Jesus Christ is Lord. He hates the fact that we believe in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ and that he has given us eternal life. Satan hates the fact that we believe Jesus Christ is alive and well and he has the keys to death and hell. 
He hates that we believe the word of God is true from Genesis to Revelation. We believe God's word is the undisputable truth. And as much as Satan tries to throw our way to stop us from serving the Lord or fulfilling our purpose in life, we are coming out victorious in the name of Jesus. We are in covenant with the Lord. The Lord Jesus is praying for us. We are covered in prayer. And you might say, Bible teacher, Tyler, you don't know what I've been going through. And you are right. I don't know. But even before you were born, Jesus covered you in prayer. Even before the divorce, Jesus covered you in prayer. Even before you lost your job or filed bankruptcy, Jesus covered you in prayer. Even before your husband walked out on you or before the sexual molestation or rape, Jesus covered you in prayer. Even before the drug addiction or the physical abuse, even before the depression or mental illness, Jesus covered you in prayer. Jesus also prayed for us in John chapter 17, verse 13. The Bible says, but now I am coming to you and these things I speak in the world so that they may have my joy made full in themselves. Jesus is praying that our joy might be full. The Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength. And one of the fruit of the spirit is joy. That is what distinguishes us as believers. It is the joy of the Lord because we're not dependent upon circumstances. The joy of the Lord is the stabilizing factor and agent in our lives. And Satan cannot steal our joy because our joy is on the inside and he cannot take it away from us. Jesus also prayed for us in the same chapter 17 of St. John verses 15 and 16. The Bible says, I pray not that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil for they are not of the world just as I am not of the world. We are in the world, but we're not of the world. And sadly enough, there are so many Christians who blend in and live like the world. They talk like the world, think like the world, dress like the world. They watch the same vile TV shows and movies like the world. They bring the world into their homes, into the church, in the pulpit, in the sanctuary. And the world and its system leaves God out. Satan is the God of this world. Jesus is praying that God would keep us from the evil of this present age. But we must do our part and take responsibility for our actions, live a holy and righteous life, and allow the word of God to renew our minds and to penetrate our hearts to bring about transformation. Jesus also prayed in John 17, 17 to sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. Our sanctification is for us to look and become more and more like Jesus. Our sanctification is in direct correlation to the truth of God's word. 
the more we read, study, and hear the word of God, the more we understand and apply the truth of God's word, the more holy we become. We are not left to our own. Jesus is praying for us. Jesus is able to keep us in the sanctification process. The word of God is pure and it has sanctifying power, but we must yield to the Lord and to the work of the Holy Spirit as he works in us and through us. The more truth we believe, the more we become sanctified. Jesus also prayed in John 17, 22, the glory which you have given me, I have also given to them so that they may be one just as we are one. We are glory carriers. And as God the Father shared his glory with God the Son in John 17, 5, so Jesus gave glory unto us, his people. His glory is his manifested presence and power on display in our lives. His glory is on full display when we walk in obedience to the word of God. One commentary wrote, God's glory is in some way the radiance or shining of his presence, his essential nature. 2 Corinthians 4, 6 declares, for it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. The Lord displays his splendor and radiates the light of his glory in us. Let's continue in our foundational text, Hebrews 7:26. It reads, for it was fitting for us to have such a high priest, holy, innocent, undefiled, separated from sinners, and exalted above the heavens. The word fitting in this text means to be suitable. Jesus is just right for us. He is what we need and all that we need. The Bible says in Philippians 4:19, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. No priest or no one but Jesus the Christ could be suitable for us. He is fitting. He is the only holy one, the son of God, that could be a propitiation for our sins and our advocate with the father. Now here's a description of his suitability. The first description is holy. Jesus Christ is without blemish. He is perfectly pure. He is free from wickedness. He is the Holy One in relation to God. He is kept by his own holiness. He's absolutely perfect. He is our holy, righteous King. And because he is holy, the Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 16, because it is written, be ye holy for I am holy. Holiness is still right. We must live a holy and righteous life. Holiness is God's only standard. And without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. We are called a holy nation and we must be holy in our communications and our conversations. 
The Bible says in Ephesians 4.29, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. We must practice holiness in our character. What do we do when no one is watching us? What are we looking at on our mobile devices, on YouTube or Instagram or Facebook? What are we tweeting? Holiness is a lifestyle. We must be holy in our marriages. Hebrews 13, 4 declares marriage is honorable in all and the bed undefiled. It is called holy matrimony for a reason because it is God's holy covenantal relationship between a man and a woman and a husband and a wife. The next description of Jesus' suitability is he is innocent. That word is also referred to as harmless in the King James Version, which simply means without guile or fraud and free from guilt. Jesus Christ is our sinless high priest. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5.21, for he has made him to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. The next term that describes his suitability is undefiled, which means unsoiled and it means free from that by which the nature of a thing is deformed or debased. The next description of his suitability, he is separate from sinners. Although Jesus in his earthly ministry mixed with the sinners, nevertheless, he was without sin. The next term in our foundational text, Hebrews 7, 26, that describes the suitability of Jesus is the phrase exalted above the heavens. The term exalted comes from the Greek word hupsalos, which means high, lofty, or highly esteemed in the presence of God. There's another layer of meaning, which is to make exceedingly high or to elevate beyond to the highest place. In the book of Philippians chapter 2, verses 9 and 10, the apostle Paul confirms this in his writings, the Bible says, therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. Jesus Christ is exalted above all creation. He holds the highest rank above all created things, above the universe, above all rulers, authorities, angels. He holds the highest rank above all thrones, dominions, above all princes, presidents. Jesus Christ holds the highest rank above all prime ministers, above all kings, and above all kingdoms. Jesus Christ 
is highly exalted. As we said before, he is what we need and all that we need. He is our all in all. He is our everything. Now let's continue in our foundational text. Hebrews 7 verse 27 reads, who has no daily need like those high priests to offer up sacrifices first for his own sins and then for the sins of the people because he did this once for all time when he offered up himself. Fifth biblical principle in this lesson is Jesus is the perfect sacrifice. Here the Hebrew writer makes a comparison to the high priest. The Levitical priests, when they offered up sacrifices, they had to bring them and place them upon the altar. And first for their own sins and then for the sins of the people. Leviticus 16.11 says, Then Aaron shall offer the bull of the sin offering, which is for himself, and make atonement for himself and for his household. And he shall slaughter the bull of the sin offering, which is for himself. Leviticus 16, 15 declares, Then he shall kill the goat of the sin offering, which is for the people, bring its blood inside the veil, do with that blood as he did with the blood of the bull, and sprinkle it on the mercy seat and before the mercy seat. The priests offered up routine, ritual, and regular sacrifices for themselves and for the people. Jesus did not need to offer up sacrifices for his own sins like the priests because he was without sin. He is the sinless high priest and he is our perfect sacrifice. Hebrews 7, 27b goes on to say, because he, Jesus, did this once for all time when he offered up himself. Jesus Christ, our spotless, flawless Lamb of God, shed his blood for us, and he did it once for all time. No more goats, no more bulls. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews, chapter 9, verse 12, not with the blood of goats, and calves, but with his own blood, he entered the most holy place once for all, having obtained eternal redemption. Hebrews 9.26 declares, he then would have to suffer often since the foundation of the world, but now once at the end of the ages, he has appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. Hebrews 9.28 says, So Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many. To those who eagerly wait for him, he will appear a second time apart from sin for salvation. The Hebrew writer emphasizes over and over, Jesus did it once and for all. Hebrews 10.10 says, By that will we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ 
once for all. And we thank God that 2,000 years ago, Jesus, the perfect sacrifice, the precious Lamb of God, shed his own blood once for you and for me and for all mankind to redeem us. Jesus Christ paid the ultimate price for our eternal redemption and salvation. And as children of God, we have the right to plead, to appropriate, and to apply the blood of Jesus over our minds, our thoughts, our emotions. The blood of Jesus has sanctifying power. We have the right and we can plead and appropriate the blood of Jesus over our finances, our bodies, over our children, our grandchildren. We have the right to plead and apply the blood of Jesus over our leaders, over our churches, and over our nation. Jesus Christ shed his blood once and for all for our eternal redemption. And as we continue in the book of Hebrews 7, verse 28, it reads, For the law appoints men as high priests who are weak, but the word of the oath which came after the law appoints a son who has been made perfect forever. The Levitical priests were mere men. They were weak, sinful, they had infirmities, frailties, and they were appointed by men. But the word of oath, which is the moral precept given by God, appointed Jesus. His oath secured his permanent installation in his priestly office. In Psalm 110.4, it declares, The Lord has sworn and will not repent. Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Jesus Christ, the personal perfected high priest, our eternal righteous supreme high priest. And the last part of Hebrews 7.28 says, He who has been made perfect forever. In the King James Version, it says he is consecrated forevermore. The term consecrated comes from the Greek word talio, and it means to finish, to fulfill, to complete, or to bring to a full end. Talio means that Jesus brought the priesthood to its end so that it is now needing nothing. The writer repeats the word perfect and perfection all throughout the book of Hebrews to drive a point home and to fully express the high priesthood of Jesus Christ. In Hebrews chapter 2 verse 10, it says, For it was fitting for him from whom are all things and through whom are all things in bringing many sons to glory to perfect the author of their salvation through sufferings. Hebrews chapter 5 verses 8 and 9 says, Although he was a son, he learned obedience from the things which he suffered. And having been made perfect, he became to all those who obeyed him the source of eternal salvation. Jesus Christ 
finished the work of our eternal salvation and paid the price for our redemption in full. Hebrews 7, 19 says, for the law made nothing perfect. And on the other hand, there is a bringing in of a better hope through which we draw near to God. Jesus Christ did not come to fit into the old systems and structures and patterns and the old ways of the priestly sacrifices. He came to fulfill them and to put an end to them. Jesus Christ is the reality. One commentator stated, the high priesthood of Jesus, the coming of the reality instead of the shadow, fulfills and brings to an end the physical center of Old Testament worship, the tabernacle and the temple. It fulfills and brings to an end the official priesthood. It fulfills and brings to an end the sacrificial offerings. It fulfills and brings to an end the dietary laws. It fulfills and brings to an end the priestly vestments. It fulfills and brings to an end the seasonal acts of atonement and reconciliation. Jesus Christ is our perfect sacrifice all throughout eternity, and he completed his divine assignment to completion. The Bible says in the book of John, chapter 17, 4, Jesus prayed, I glorified you on the earth, having accomplished the work which you have given me to do. And because of our personal relationship with our personal high priest, we can go to him at all times. He's touchable and reachable and dependable, and he is 100% trustworthy. And I love this quote by Charles Spurgeon. It says, if you will not accept this Christ, there will never be another. And if you will not be saved by his redemption, you will never be redeemed at all. We can count on Jesus. Our first biblical principle is Jesus is unchanging. Our second principle, Jesus is saving. Our third biblical principle is we can count on Jesus because Jesus is praying. Our fourth principle, Jesus is fitting. And our fifth biblical principle is Jesus is the perfect sacrifice. Now, here are some practical applications for our lesson. Number one, invest time reading, studying, and meditating on the word of God. Here are some scriptures that pertain to our lesson. Luke chapter 22, verse 31. John chapter 17, verses 15 to 16. 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 16, Philippians chapter 2 verses 9 to 11, Hebrews chapter 9 verse 12, and Leviticus chapter 16 verse 11 and verse 15. Number two, daily invest specific time in prayer. This will help you to grow deeper in your trust and your intimacy with the Lord Jesus Christ. And number three, invest time serving the Lord and serving others to advance the kingdom of God. And you might ask Bible teacher Tyler, who is this Jesus? 
Well, the Bible says in Romans 10, 9, that if you would confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, then you shall be saved. So Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for salvation that's taking place right now all around the globe. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Truth Podcast with Bible teacher Yolanda Tyler. Please subscribe to our podcast so you will know when the next episode is published. To hear more biblical teachings and give to support the ministry, please visit our website at www.thekingdomtruth.org. That is www.thekingdomtruth.org. God bless you until we meet again.